Meredith and Agnès had found the Château de Comeron, which stood on the banks of the beautiful Andre River. After purchasing the château, they had spent almost a year getting it into proper shape and turning it into an inn. Many of the rooms had needed new floors, some new ceilings. They had had to install central heating and air conditioning. Almost all of the plumbing had had to be replaced, as had the wiring. Once this had been done, they had set about decorating it in the appropriate style, mostly using French country furniture, wonderful old tapestries, luxurious traditional fabrics and unique accessories culled from local antique shops. They'd put a tremendous amount of energy, effort, talent and money into its remodelling and redecoration, but the transformation was so stunning they both knew it had been well worth it. And much to their gratification, it had proved to be a tremendous success as a small hotel. Agnès d'Aubéville had become as good a friend as Patsy, as well as a most dependable business partner, and all three women enjoyed a good relationship. Like Meredith, Patsy was divorced with two children, twin boys of ten, who were away at boarding school. Agnès, who was 38, the same age as Patsy, was married to Alain d'Aubéville, the well-known actor, and they had a small daughter who was six. I've been lucky with them, Meredith thought. We all balance each other very well, and they've both done a great deal to make Haven's work in Europe, been instrumental in its success. Patsy peered ahead, cursing under her breath. The heavy rain was slashing against the windscreen so that everything looked blurred despite the wipers. I hope this awful weather's going to let up soon. It's just miserable. Do you want me to drive? Meredith asked. No, no, I'm okay, and I know this road like the back of my hand. Meredith fell silent once more. She had been coming to England for 21 years, ever since her marriage to David Leighton in 1974. 23 she had been at the time, and so young in a variety of ways, yet in others she had been rather grown up and quite experienced. David Leighton had been a transplanted Englishman, living and working in Connecticut when she met him. After their wedding at Silver Lake, he had brought her to London to meet his sister, her husband and children. Meredith had liked David, and she had loved him well enough to marry him, and she had felt regretful that their marriage had floundered. Their genuine attempts to make it work had come to nothing, and in the end divorce had seemed to be the best, the only solution. The one good thing that had come out of this rather tenuous union was their son, Jonathan. The sad thing was David never saw his son these days. David had moved to California in the 1980s and had never made any effort to come east to see Jonathan nor had he ever invited Jonathan to visit him on the West Coast. David's loss, Meredith muttered under her breath, and she couldn't help wishing that things were somewhat different, for her son's sake at least. But John didn't seem to care that he was so neglected by David, and he never mentioned his father. Being a single parent all those years had been a strain on her at times. Meredith was the first to admit it. But John had turned out well, and so had her darling cat. And so it had been worth it in the end. The hard work, the sacrifices, the endless compromises, the cajoling, the bullying and the unconditional loving. Being a good mother had taken its toll on her life, but she was proud of them, and of herself in a funny way. Those years of bringing up Cat and John alone, plus creating and developing her business, had left her little time to meet another man, let alone become involved with him. 
there had been a few boyfriends over the years, but somehow her children and her work had got in the way. Deep down, she had never really minded. Her children had been her whole world. Still were. Patsy concentrated on her driving. There was a strong wind blowing, and she suspected it was bitterly cold outside. The road had recently grown slick, icy, suddenly slippery, because of the freezing rain and sleet. Meredith said, This may sound funny to you, but I have a feeling you prefer the inn in Ripon. Skell Garth is your favourite of the two, isn't it? Taken aback, Patsy exclaimed, Why do you say that? I just know. I've put two and two together from the few things you've said. Anyway, you love Yorkshire so much, it's where you grew up. I want you to be the judge, Meredith, I really do. I don't want to influence you, set you up in advance. What's wrong with the one in the Lake District? You've said it's luxurious, beautifully done, and yet there's a but in your mind. I know you. Too many cushions, Patsy muttered. Sort of, lots of luxury and comfort, and I think the place does make you feel terribly pampered. But despite all the lovely fabrics and rugs and nice antiques, there's nothing unique or different about Heronside. Why are we going there? Meredith asked. Why not go directly to Ripon? Because Heronside is a wonderful inn, and I want you to see it for yourself. Doesn't need much money spent on it since it was redone two years ago, and the views are magnificent. Also, I'm not sure I'm right about it. Truly, Meredith, I want you to make the decision. The morning was clear, cold, the kind of crisp, bright day that Meredith liked. The sky was a dazzling blue without cloud, and the sun was shining. Whilst this offered little warmth, it added radiance to the day. It was just turning nine o'clock on Tuesday morning. Meredith was bundled up in boots and a sheepskin coat, walking through Studley Park. The stately avenue of lime trees down which she hurried led to Studley Church, just visible on top of the hill at the end of the avenue. She knew from Mrs Miller's directions that within a few minutes she would be at the Abbey. Yesterday afternoon, when she and Patsy had arrived in Ripon, they had gone directly to Skelgarth House. This was situated between the tiny villages of Studley Royal and Oldfield and stood on the banks of the little River Skell, as did Fountain's Abbey on the opposite bank. After the Millers had been introduced to her, Patsy had explained to the couple that they would like to stay the night at Skelgarth. Since it was midweek in winter, this had not presented a problem. There were plenty of available rooms, and Claudia Miller had given them a choice. I think we'd like those two that adjoin each other on the top floor, Patsy had said as they had followed the owners up the wide main staircase. You know, the two that face fountains? The minute they had walked into the first of the rooms, Patsy had dragged Meredith to the window. Now, isn't that the most spectacular sight? She had cried. Behold, Fountain's Abbey, one of the two most beautiful ruined abbeys in the whole of England. 